Shalom, and welcome to Christians with Torah, the Beit Tehila Community Podcast. We believe the Torah is relevant for our lives today, God's teachings and instructions. You may very well be part of the first generation to be born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, and have the Torah, a Christian with Torah. Join us as we honor the living God through the study of His Word, topical conversations, and interviews with special guests. Please welcome our hosts, Pastor Nick Plummer and Ryan Cabrera. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to Christians with Torah, the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast. I am your co-host, Ryan Cabrera, and I am in Studio A here on Beit Tehillah Campus with Pastor Nick Plummer. Hey, Pastor Nick. It is great to be here. That's right. That's right. It is great to be here. You know, week in and week out, we come here and we just tell you about how awesome the Torah is. You know, it reminds me of some verses that I was reading just the other day in the book of Psalms, chapter 19, starting in verse 7. Let me get to it. Let me get to it. And it says this. It says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping them there is great reward." You know, I just, I think that those verses have to just be very relevant to this podcast. Week in and week out, like I said, we come here just telling you how awesome Torah is. And I can't put it in better words than David himself. That's King David. That's a Psalm of King David. You know, he is, uh, one of the things that you don't know maybe about uh, the kings of Israel is all of them had to write out the Torah. So they became king, they coronated, and they wrote out the entire Torah because they had to judge the people by the Torah, and so they had to know the Torah very well themselves. And so I just praise God that he has given us loving instructions. You know, that's what the Torah is. It's a loving instructions from a father to his children. And we all who have children give our kids instructions. Why? Not because we want to put them in bondage, not because we hate them, but because we love them. And so as we do every week, week in and week out, um, we're studying the Torah this week just by chance. Now, a quick announcement before you... (laughs) Pastor Nick was getting ready to talk. Um, We started the three weeks of affliction on July 8th in the evening. And then we end the three weeks of affliction on the 9th of Av, which on the uh, Gregorian calendar is July 29th in the evening. So on July 30th, which is a Thursday, the three weeks of affliction will have ended and you are free to roam about the cabin at that point. Now, one of the things is on the 1st of Av, which was just the other day, um, that is said to be the day where the walls of Jerusalem were broken down and the siege of the city began, and then it wasn't until the 9th of Av that they actually destroyed the temple. And so uh, a lot and of I things think in Tamu history... 17 is not just the golden calf incident, but it's also something to do with the destruction of uh, Jerusalem and the temple as well. They were Well, they and also the, the spies, right? I think the sin of the spies as well. That's probably the time of the first ripe grapes. 
Something like that, yeah. It could be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, summer's the time to be, uh, look around. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, look at the summer in the past and look at the summer today. Absolutely. So this week we are studying the Torah portion, Va'et Hanan, which means, and I pleaded. And this can be found in the book of Deuteronomy, starting in chapter 3 and verse 23 and ending in chapter 7 and verse 11. Excelente. So, once again, the book of Deuteronomy is a book of remembrance, okay? Now, it was written, I do believe, within five weeks, or basically a little over a month. Uh, and so Moses is going to give his book of remembrance here to everyone. And we know that we have, of course, this book is broken up into four parts. Remembrances of the past, chapters one through four. And then, of course, commandments for the present, part two, is chapter four and verse 44, all the way through chapter 26. So once again, commandments for the present. Uh, we're going to be actually touching on that, I guess. And then, of course, uh, options affecting the future. Part three is verses or chapters 27 to 30. Uh, the parting words of Moses is going to be the fourth and final part of this incredible book. Oh, yeah. Chapters 31 through 34. Five key words found in the book of Deuteronomy is remember, obey, blessing, curse, and covenant. So here we go. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and jump right out of the gate here. I guess I'm going to have Ryan read. Um, we're going to start off with uh, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 3, and this Torah portion actually begins in verse 23 to 29. I want him to read about Moses is forbidden to enter the land. All right, here we go. It says, And I besought the Lord at that time, saying, O Lord God, thou hast begun to show thy servant thy greatness and thy mighty hand. For what God is there in heaven or in earth that can do according to thy works and according to thy might? I pray thee, let me go over and see the good lamb that is beyond Jordan, that goodly mountain and Lebanon. But the Lord was wroth with me for your sakes. And would not hear me. And the Lord said unto me, Let it suffice thee, speak no more unto me of this matter. Get thee up unto the top of Pisgah, and let up the, or lift up thine eyes westward and northward and southward and eastward, and behold it with thine eyes. For thou shalt not go over this Jordan. But charge Joshua, and encourage him, and strengthen him. For he shall go over before this people, and he shall cause them to inherit the land which thou shalt see. So we abode in the valley over against Beth Peor. Wow. So he's on the east side of the kosher deli. He's <laughs> on the east side of the Jordan River. And he's, so, not, he's not moving on up. So this is just food for thought for, for all of you that are just listening right now. Think about this. So who asked God to let him go into the land and was not allowed? Who was it, right? Moshe. Moses. It was Moses. Now listen. So Moses was, was uh, chosen to be the deliverer, but was not promised to be the one that would lead him into the promised land. That's right. You know, go into Egypt, let my people go. Who should I say sent me? I am. So I haven't really found any references where God alluded to he promised him that he would go into the land. Yeah. Now, if you have found that verse, please contact Ryan <laughs> at twopraise.net. That's right, Ryan at twopraise.net. Uh, now listen, so, so he was instructed um, to speak to the rock, and he struck it to get water. So that was his punishment. Now, how many of you know early on that at one time he was told to smite the rock? That's right. And so he just kind of changed it up. So remember, everybody, what is sin? 
Sin is simply disobedience. That's right. I mean, my goodness, I have done worse things than striking a rock when I should have spoke to it. Oh, yeah. So you could find this uh, judgment in Numbers chapter 20, verses 8 through 13. Just remember, remember this, everyone. All of us could be made an example. Whether it's Nadab and Abihu with strange fire, uh, Ananias and Sapphira in, in the New Testament, lying to the Holy Spirit. You know, we could all be made an example. And so he was, uh, of course, you know, not able to go into the promised land. And, uh, and so Moses was instructed to encourage Joshua to take the land. And if you could read that, Ryan, Deuteronomy 3.28. It says here, But charge Joshua and encourage him and strengthen him, for he shall go over before this people, and he shall cause them to inherit the land which thou shalt see. Now, time doesn't permit me to go into all of this, but I want to just remind everyone that when Jacob had all of his children, the birthright went all the way down to his grandson, Ephraim. That's right. Okay. And to this day, in in Jeremiah 31, okay, uh, actually, Jeremiah 31, I want to say verse 9, Ephraim is my firstborn. So what's happening now? People are coming out of the nations, because that's what Ephraim would become, is a multitude of nations or generations of, of nations, you know. And I want to share this with you because this is important. That So Moses is from the Levitical priesthood, from the, the house of Levi, the tribe of Levi. And so now all of a sudden, leadership is going to be changed over to Joshua, who's an Ephraimite. I want Ryan to read Numbers chapter 27, verses 18 to 23, because... We need to find out who is the successor and who picked him. Okay. How did this work? What's going on here? Uh, was he self-appointed? Did, did God mention it? What, did they vote? You know, so anyway, so let, let's check out Numbers chapter 20, verses 8 through 13. Chapter 27, 18 or 28? Numbers chapter 20. Sorry, I was on 27 somehow. I'm hoping right. that's the right chapter. Yep. So it says, Take the rod and gather you the assembly together, thou and Aaron thy brother, and speak ye unto the rock before their eyes, and it shall give forth his water, and thou shalt bring forth to them what... No, that's not it. That's not it. But that's okay. It's not, because I messed up. <laughs> that's where he struck the rock. That's right. Now let's move on, because this is not a good story. This, well, it's right story. here. It's 27, I want 18. you to go to Numbers 27, 18. There you go. It says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Yeah, here we Take go. Take thee, Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in whom is the Spirit, and lay thine hand upon him, and set him before Eleazar the priest, and before all the congregation, and give him a charge in their sight. And thou shalt put some of thine honor upon him, that all the congregation of the children of Israel may be obedient. And he shall stand before Eleazar the priest, who shall ask counsel for him after the judgment of Urim before the Lord. At his word shall they go out, and at his word they shall come in, both he and the children of Israel with him, even all the congregation. And Moses did as the Lord commanded him, and he took Joshua and set him before Eleazar the priest and before the congregation, and he laid his hands upon him and gave him charge as the Lord commanded him by the hand of Moses. So there's the succession right there. Okay, we just want to establish that so everybody understands that. Uh, Why don't you check out uh, Acts 7.45, Ryan? Doing sword drills today, baby. Yes, Acts 7.45. Let's jump into the New Testament. Uh, these are the only, I believe, two references uh, to Joshua in the New Testament, if I'm not mistaken. So check out Acts 7.45. It says here, Which also our fathers that came after brought in with Jesus 
into the uh, possession of the Gentiles, whom God drave out before the face of our fathers unto the days of David. Now, I'm thinking this Jesus here is Joshua. Interesting. Because it's Jesus in the yeah. Greek, in the Septuagint, and then boom, Joshua. Jesus. Yeah. Okay, so check out Hebrews 4.8. Hebrews 4.8. All right. Real quickly, I want to share something as he looks this verse up. But, I'm you know, there. Joshua's altar, something you should look up online. You should Google it, Joshua's altar, because it's an incredible archaeological find in this century. And, uh, of course, I read the, uh, the archaeologist who discovered it and, and did the whole dig on it, uh, read his book. It was outstanding. But the thing is, you know, here's Joshua's altar, and my son Nehemiah got to go to it. And I believe it was... Um, did you get to go to Joshua's altar? I think it was 2017. No, I actually didn't get to go to it twice. I saw it with binoculars. Okay, well, that's better than me. Yeah. I saw it. So anyway, to make a long story short, what, what does Hebrews 4.8 say in regards to Joshua? It says, For if Jesus, and this is Joshua, uh, had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day? Hebrews 4.8, huh? Hmm. <laughs> I know. What am I doing with that? So, <laughs> I'm going to read the verse before, just in case it has is some there, context. Because I'm just, this is what the, the reference was. You're right. So, again, he limiteth a certain day, saying in David, Today, after so long a time, as it is said, Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, then would not, he not afterward have spoken of another day? There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. Oh, I see. So Joshua leading him into the promised land, which right. is rest. Correct. That's the reference. We've got to straighten this out. Boy, it's like Monday. I need some more coffee. Yeah, we're recording on Monday, which we don't hey, normally Hey, listen, we're do. not editing anything, folks, because <laughs> Ryan's got to go to Lakeland. That's right. And that's we're, we're going to keep to our time. So anyway, uh, Joshua is outstanding. You know, what, what an incredible gentleman, you know. I mean, here's a guy that was in Egypt, the wilderness, and he went to the promised land. For those of you listening, there's hope for you. We were all in the world. We got born again. We got saved. God took us out. He gave us our Hebrew roots. And man, we're going to be going to the promised land. Come on, somebody. Come on. So uh, what did God command Israel not to add or take away from? You know, I'm going to read this verse just because it's a really good verse. Uh, It says here, Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. And so this is the word of God that we should not add to or take away from. That's awesome. Hey, why don't you go, since I got the reference here, Ryan, you're so good. A little sword <laughs> drill. I like how you said that. What about Deuteronomy 12? No, let's see. Yeah, let's Deuteronomy 12, 32. Well, at least that's in the same book. You know, I mean, I can, I can flip over to 12. Yeah, it's just a few more chapters. 32. Over, Deuteronomy 12, 32. What things soever I command you, observe to do it. Thou shalt not add thereto, nor diminish from it. Wow. So that's important. Don't add or take away from the Word of God. You know, it's been said that, of course, the Jewish people have kind of added to the Word of God, and the Christians have taken away from the Word of God. So both parties are guilty of something, but I'm just saying that it's something that we don't want to do, but we do witness it. We see it. Uh, Revelation chapter 22, verses 18 and 19, don't add or take away from God's Word. And so here is, of course, the final chapter of Revelation Chapter 22, verses 18 and 19. Let's, let's read that one, Ryan. You know how hard it is sometimes to get to like that just the easy ones? That yeah, you should probably get find. your Bible with the... I, yes, I should, but it's at my office in the yeah. house. Should have, could have, would have, doesn't it's, count. Listen, I, was, I had people over for Havdalah. I was, I was preaching, you know. I mean, I, I was, got you, I was man. bringing the fire. I know you were. 
I appreciate that. You've been to the promised land. All right, what You've am I reading? The mountain. Chapter 22, verse what? 18 and 19. 18 and 19. Here we yeah. go. It says, For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of, uh, of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. Ooh, not a, good, folks. Not good. So he, here's another question. Why is it important to believe every word of the Bible and to live it? Okay, so I have three references here. Why is it important to believe every word of the Bible and to live it? Well, it is the infallible word of God. You know, uh, we have, of course, many different authors. But, you know, like I said, uh, it's God's word. It's, it's, it's holy. In Isaiah 40, verse 8, it says, The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. What about Hebrews 4.12, Ryan? Hebrews 4.12. Hebrews 4.12. So once again, 40 verse 8 of Isaiah, the grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. That's why you got to be in the word. You, really you got to get into the word and let the word get into you. Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Wow. Man, that's intense. So you can believe all you want, but God knows your heart. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's just like in this movement. You just can't, there's a lot of people you can't trust. There's a lot of scams. There's yeah. a lot of heresy. There's yeah. a lot of false doctrines. Well, there's a lot of people I'm that hide you. what they really believe. So they're trying to teach you something to get you through that slow fade, like denying Yeshua. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm Messianic. It's like, are you? You know, there's things like that where they, they maybe believe in Yeshua, quote unquote, but they believe in a, a different Yeshua, so to speak. I've got one for you. Okay, what is it? This is, this is in the same chapter, Deuteronomy 4. Um, and it says here in, in verse 6, Keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations, which shall hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what nation is there so great who hath God so nigh unto them as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him for? And what nation is there so great that hath statutes and judgments so righteous as all this law which I set before you this day. Now I don't I don't know if there's a better testimony for the validity and the importance of Torah than statutes, this. commandments, judgments. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Wow. First Peter one twenty five. Check this out. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. So. I'm going to let Ryan take it over from here. We're doing our facilitator's outline. We're on question number four. I'm going to hand it over to him, and I'm going to just take a couple, yeah, sips of coffee. Yeah, yeah, that's right. we got the little French press going in here today, some Guatemalan roast going on. It's, it's pretty good. So um, one last thing that I want to mention about the importance of believing the Bible and living it. Um, there is a test called the test of Deuteronomy 12. It could also be called the test of Deuteronomy 4 or even Deuteronomy 13. Those are all places where it says don't add to and don't take away from the word of God. And so whenever we do things like evangelize to people and we say, hey, you don't have to do anything, we're really, we're really giving them kind of a false impression of what's expected of them, especially the Jewish people who love so much the, the substance of the Torah and what God has given them. And so I just think it's important that we remember as Christians, that 
it's that the Torah is relevant for today, that they're loving instructions from a, from a father to his children, and that the whole Bible from Genesis to maps is relevant to our lives. So for that, I'm going to move on. Um, all right, so what was Israel warned not to do when they entered into the land? Do not commit idolatry. So what did they do? <laughs> they committed idolatry. It, it took some time. It but... did, it did. But so, um, so in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 24, it says this, For the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. Wow. So like when you don't spend time with him or acknowledge him, I want to receive a download from him. Boy, yeah. he is jealous. And I'll tell you what, what's interesting wow. is I, I saw one time a celebrity making a big stink, a big deal out of how they saw the verse about uh, God being a jealous God. And they're like, he's jealous of me. And they made this whole big thing out of it. And it was just the most arrogant, self-righteous load of garbage I've ever seen in my I life. I know who you're talking about. And we're not going to mention names because we no, don't blast not. people on this. This is That's not our thing. No. But what what the point is here is that God is not jealous of you. He is jealous of for you. For you. He has your best interest at heart. He loves you. And you know what? He just absolutely wants to have a loving, intimate relationship with you. Good word. And so what we do when we commit idolatry, right, is we make him jealous, not of us, but for the affection that we've taken away from him and that we've given to something else. That's good. And, and the world's a hard place to live, Ryan. You know, I've been thinking about this, you know, in order to love God with, with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, we have to give something up. Absolutely. And I think it's when you taste of the Lord and He is good, the temptations aren't so bad. Like what the world has to offer really isn't so bad. Yeah. You know, sometimes my wife gets mad at me. I'll start watching this, a program or something, like certain things that I want to watch or something, something that's, you know, uh, you know got some meaning to it. I'll, I'll watch like 15 minutes and turn it off. And she's like, what are you doing? I said, ah, that's enough. I'll watch <laughs> it later, you know. And it's funny. I do that. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, I want to get my mind off something, you know, um, but it, it's like this, uh, it's like anything that, that we watch or want to see. But anyway, I just want to bring that to your attention. But like I said, uh, he, he is, he's jealous over us. You know, he, he just, I'm telling you, man, the, God's really opened up some doors for Bait to Healer right now. Things are really starting oh, to happen. Oh, yeah. It's coming. More to come, baby. So um, he's so jealous for us that God will use heaven and earth as witnesses against the people that do evil. So think about this. He's like, you know what? I have to protect the other people from the people that would, would Boy, turn that, away and do evil. We need protection right now. Oh, man, absolutely. If we're his people. It also says that God was going to scatter his people among the nations if they were evil. And so we know that we did not keep the covenant. And what did he do? He scattered us. And so here we are today, Brandon, Florida. And don't get me wrong. I think Brandon, Florida is an excellent community. I'm a Brandonite. That's right. I love this place. A Brandonian. Right. But I'll tell you what. I can think of places I would rather be. Oh, yeah, on the border. <laughs> That's going to be our little joke. Now. All right, a little border. Bo on the border. On the border. The northern border. <laughs> so um, chapter 4, verses 30 and 31, they say this. When thou art in tribulation, and all these things are come upon thee, even in the latter days, if thou turn to thy God, to the Lord thy God, and shalt be obedient unto his voice, for the Lord thy God is a merciful God. He will not forsake thee, neither destroy thee, nor forget the covenant of thy fathers, which he swear unto them. Man. So he's going to be there for us. Well, it says He's going to be there for the people of Israel. Well, but you know what? We can use this as the great tribulation, but we can also use this as the hard times that we bring upon ourselves. Because I don't know about you, Pastor Nick, but I have personally brought 
hard times on myself. But he says, even in the latter days. So you're right. That's right. You don't have to wait for the latter days to get in trouble. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, but oh. if, but here's the thing. What is the remedy? What is the remedy? The remedy to all of the things that afflict us, all of the things that we bring upon ourselves. What is the remedy? It is this. Turn to the Lord thy God, be obedient to his voice, and the Lord will be merciful to you. He will not forsake you, neither will he destroy you or forget the covenant that he made with our fathers that he swear unto them. Who are those fathers? To Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. That's, that's true, Ryan. But now remember, it's a book of remembrance. So you said what? The voice of the Lord, hear his voice, right. keep his covenant. Check right. this out. Exodus 19, verse 5. Ooh. Now, therefore, if you will obey my voice, indeed, and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. Uh-huh. And, and, and that's why the prophets had to come in, remember? Because the king was bad, the priesthood was bad, he had to send prophets. Yeah. And what was the, what was the guilty charge, the two charges people were guilty of? Not hearing his voice, not keeping his covenant. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, moving right along. Wait, one second, Ooh. Brian, and then I'll let you take over here. Okay, yeah. Uh, I want to remind everyone that Jacob gives a blessing to all of his sons. And uh, in, in Genesis 49.1, this is what it says, and this is interesting, that we talk about tribulation in, in, in the latter days. Uh, check this out. And Jacob called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together, that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. So here's the last days. This word last is the word acharit. It means the last or the end, the, the, the hinder part, you know, uh, from, the, from the hind part. So the, the very bottom, the, the, that's it. Backside. Yeah, this is it, you know. <laughs> and that's, of course, uh, for the word uh, last. Now, days is yom. It means to be hot, a day as the warm hours. For like sun up to sundown is a picture of this, of these days. And I find it interesting, Ryan, the global warming and the glaciers melting and, and things happening scientifically we can prove. You know, I know some people don't, don't believe in global warming or, or the weather patterns, um, but, but excuse I think me, it's, it's climate change. It's climate change. It's climate change. So anyway, I thought that was interesting that this word days like represents to be hot. Wow, is it hot? Uh, a day as, as the warm hours. So the sun up to sundown, you know, we're breaking record temperatures. Just want to throw that out to all of you that, you know, the whole house of Israel is made up of Jews and non-Jews. Oh, yeah. So we should consider this, you know. And, and even going back to Moses, you know, giving the leadership to Joshua, Joseph's, J- Joshua's the successor. I want to remind everyone, you should be under some good leadership right now. You better find some good leadership. Because if you don't, the boat's pulling out and you're not going. Because he says he's going to raise up even pastors after his own heart. So, so Ryan, you can take it from here. I just want to give that out. I, I thought that was kind of interesting. And boy, Israel's got tribulation. They got things going on over there. There's some challenges. Yeah. Surrounded by enemies and everything. Not, I mean, just like us. Right. We got spiritual warfare and things going on. To, you know, toppling over statues and rioting. And it's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. You know, um, the uh, the next parts, right? We get into some good meat. The, this tour portion is one of those tour portions where we could take like four sections out of this tour portion and spend the whole podcast commenting on the four sections. And so I'm going to try not to do that today. <laughs> so God wanted his people to drive out the nations in Deuteronomy chapter four, verse 38. 
The names of the three cities of refuge on the east side of the Jordan River was Bazer, Ramot, and Golan. Uh, and then, uh, and so this is the east side of the Jordan. This is on the side where uh, Manasseh, uh, what is it, um, Reuben and Gad are on that side, right? So that's the east side, those three cities of refuge. What are the three cities on the west side? Um, I'm going to go with Hebron. Hebron's good. And that's all I got for you right now. Bethel. That's pretty good. Bethel. No, we actually have Hebron, yep. Shechem. Ah, same thing. I know, and Kedesh. Yeah, you're right. That's good, though. Yeah. You know? yeah. I like that. So the two kings that lost their land to the children wow, of Israel. Wow, look, Shechem is a, a city of refuge. It is, yeah. Thank you, I just got a download. Come on! I just got a download. Bing, bing, bing. That's, so, a, that's our little bing think about this for, for downloads. <laughs> Hayovel organization has been at Harbor Ka. Right, overlooking Shechem. Overlooking Shechem. That's right. They call it the city of what? Nablus. Nablus. Now, but overlooking that for 16 years, man, that's a city of refuge for them. They've had no incidents. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. No terrorism. Yeah. So I don't know, Ryan. That's pretty cool. You know, let me tell you how bad anti-Semitism is. So the name Nablus, which is what the Arabs call Shechem, right, is the derivative, right, or a transliteration into Arab of the name that the Romans gave that city when they decimated it, and they named it Neapolis, right? So Nablus is just a, a leftover from the Romans, you know, decimating Israel. So I don't like to call it Nablus. I like to call it Shechem. Shechem, right? Let's do it. All right, keep it going. So the two kings that lost their land to the children of Israel were King Sihon of the Amorites and King Og of Bashan. And then we begin chapter 5. Yeah, and I'm going to run through these because I feel like these, we can send them to our uh, Exodus 19 uh, and 20 podcast. Absolutely. To go back and listen to these, but I'm going to go through these very quickly. Is it called, the, the, is, it, is it Jethro or no? I believe it is. I believe it is Jethro. So if you go find our podcast called Jethro, and if it's not, it's the one Yitro. before it, or it's the one after it. Yitro. Yitro. Um, all right, so the Ten Commandments, uh, beginning in Deuteronomy chapter 5 and verse 1. Number one, you shall have no other gods. Number two, no graven images. Number three, do not take the name of the Lord in vain. Number four, honor the Sabbath. So the first four commandments are between us and God. And then numbers five through 10 are between us and the others. Each other, mankind. You have one through four being the vertical commandments. Yeah. And numbers five through 10 being the horizontal. And of course, honor your father and mother, right? That one could go either way. You know, I mean, what's really cool that. about that is that's the only commandment with a promise. It is that it may go well with you and you shall live long in the land. Cause I, I tell my kids all the time, Hey, mama brought you into this world. <laughs> mama can take you out. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> all right. So number five, honor your father and mother. Number six, do not kill. Number seven, do not commit adultery. Number eight, do not steal. Number nine, do not bear false witness against your neighbor. And number 10, do not covet. So, wow. Here's the big question. Did the people agree to do all the words contained within the Mosaic covenant in verse 27 of chapter 5? Survey says yes. That's right. Survey says yes. And so, chapter 5 verse 29 says, "Oh that there were such a heart in them that they would fear me and keep all my commandments always, that it might be well with them and with their children forever." So, wow. God is saying to us his his weeping cry like you can almost hear it in the voice and in in the verse oh that there were such a heart in them 
that they would fear me and keep all my commandments always, that it might be well with them and with their children forever. And so it's almost like, hey, he doesn't give us these commandments because he's power hungry and just wants to boss us around. He gives us these commandments so that it will go well with us and with our children and our children's children forever. Hallelujah. Man, that's incredible, Ryan. Listen, I'm going to get the chance to read here. Yeah, go ahead. And then you can take over. (laughs) I want to read Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 1 through 9. This is so incredible. Uh, Right at the top, it says, remember God every day. Don't leave home without it. Isn't there some like little thing? um, There's some little little rhyme that my wife says with the kids. That's interesting. So here we go. Now, these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you that ye might do them in the land whither ye go to possess it, that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command thee, thou and thy son and thy son's son, all the days of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. Wow. Verse 3 of, of Deuteronomy 6. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Here we go. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. Thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house, and on thy gates. This is where we get the mezuzah. Wow, this is incredible, Ryan. Go ahead. Well, that is so good. This is part of the prayers. This is what we need to be talking about. That uh, Christian and I do every morning, where we say Shema Israel Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad, right? Baruch Atai Adonai. Well, wow. But we go through these, this, and then we also repeat these verses every every day. What's cool about that is that it reminds you, right, that hey, we're not just supposed to be, you know. Uh, celebrating our, our walk with God on, you know, Shabbat or in the case of most Christians, Sunday mornings, right? That our walk with God is all the time. When we rise up, when we lie down, when we sit in our house, when we walk by the way, right? This is an all the time thing. God is with us all the time and we should be with him all the time. You know, it's also interesting that um, I believe it's Mark 12 and I'm going to jump over there that these verses are in the New Testament. Were you going to tell me, hey, where's that in the New Testament? I think, I think that you were going to tell me that. Mark chapter 12, verses 29 and 30, right? Oh, you've already got it there? Look at no, that. I'm not there. I'm okay. still in Deuteronomy. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. So here's what it says. It says, and Jesus answered him. Well, let me start in verse 28. It says, and one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all. What is the most important, right? And this is, Jesus answered him. The first of all commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment, and the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as yourself, as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these, 
And so what an interesting little thing. And I think in the uh, Matthew account of this, he says all of the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments, meaning you can categorize everything. Like I just mentioned on the, the commandments, the ones for God, those vertical commands, and the ones for man, the horizontal commands. And look what's happening now because of no respect for one another. People are being violated personally by other people. Well, because because lawlessness beliefs. will abound, right? The lawlessness. The, the love of many harm, will wax you know? cold. Yeah. So, uh, which lawlessness is Torahlessness. Yeah. I mean, right. just think about the Torahlessness. Right. You know, that's the thing, you know, if you really love the Lord thy God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, man, that, that's a great prayer, you know. That's one of my main prayers, you know. I want to love him like that. I mean, you know, you, just, you can't think of anything else. Another prayer I like to pray is, Lord, I pray to be Christ-like. Yeah. But I, I just turn it like Peter and these other people sometimes, you know, you know, like the bull in the china shop, and I'm like, you know, and now I can see what's going on here, but to pray to be Christ-like is a powerful prayer, you know, oh, yeah. because you're peaceful, you can handle any situation, you're, you know, but that's not me. I'm type A personality, you know, man of many words. I'm a fast walker and a fast talker. That's right. So if, if I want to really fulfill to be Christ-like, I really got to apply myself. Yeah. You know, I just, I just got a little something. I was uh, talking with uh, Lester, one of our illustrious listeners. That's right. The uh, 51st state, Puerto Rico. <laughs> That's right, baby. And so, um, you know, we were talking about uh, Jeremiah 31, and I was talking to you partially about this, about how, you know, when we get to Jeremiah 31, 31, and we talk about the new covenant, right? And this is Jeremiah 31, 31, just for those to have a reference. It says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant I made with their fathers, in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them up out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break, although I was a husband unto them, saith the Lord. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write them in their hearts and, uh, and will be their God and they shall be my people. So what's interesting about this is we always ask, we always ask, right? What is it that's different about this covenant? that's not like the other covenants. And so I was mentioning earlier that the verses before it, they say that in those days, they shall say no more. And this is verse 29. The fathers have eaten sour grape and the children's teeth are set on edge. That's good. But everyone shall die for his own iniquity. Every man that eateth the sour grape, his teeth shall be set on edge. But here's the thing. We look around on the news right now and what do we see? We see lawlessness. Right? Yeah, we do. But you know what? Let's just take racism as an example of something that people are trying to quote unquote solve right now. Or hatred. And injustice. Or bigotry. Or injustice. Injustice of yeah. any kind. The problem is not the law anymore. The law is here. Just like the Torah is here. Right. We have the Torah. That's right. Just like the laws are on the books, the, you know, the, the Civil Rights Act of 1968 and all of the iterations and things that have been added to it since then protect people from being, uh, from racism, from a systemic or from a, a, right. a government standpoint. So there's no law anymore. I mean, maybe you could find something a little bit here or there, a little holes right. in it, but there's no law that we could add to the books. You know what we're working on now? We're working hearts and minds. I just pointed at my head and said heart. <laughs> but hearts and minds, that's right. But hearts and minds. Right. It's no longer about, we already have the Torah, right? Why is it different? Why is this different? Why is this covenant different today than back then, because we broke the covenant. Why is it important that we broke the covenant? Because we had it 
and we didn't even keep it. That's true. So it's not important that we add to the covenant. We don't need new laws. Right. We don't need a new covenant. That's true. What we need is we need a change of heart. And that's why he's writing Torah on my And we need a change of mind. He's pulling out his people. Not because magically we're just going to know it. I mean, right? I see that right there. And he's pulling us out of this cesspool. Exactly right. But it's the swamp. It's hearts and minds. Shema. Right? That we would hear and obey. Hear and obey. That's good. Amen. So was there a time when you did not have to talk about the Word of God? No. Um, it, I don't, think, about it, think about it, everybody. When's the last time you got together with, with your friends or family and just sat around, opened your Bibles, and discussed something? You know, See, the, we don't do it. The scribe we and Pharisee in me says that it is not implicitly implied or expressed. Yeah, I know. So the Word was to go on the hand... <laughs> Between the eyes on the post of the house and on the gates, we can see the mezuzah here yeah. as going on your, uh, you know, your door frame there, uh, door post. And then, of course, we have the uh, tefillim and the phylacteries. We understand that part of it. Uh, and so, once again, we can see this being played out. And then there's a contrast here. What did the Lord want his people to do to the enemies in the land? He wanted them to cast them out. He wanted them to obey him and do as he told them, which is cast Now remember, that's why he wanted to bring his people into the land, not just because of the promise, but because he wanted to get wicked people out. Because it's his you land, know? right? And that's if the, cool. And if Jerusalem is the site of the Garden of Eden, having wicked people in that place is not, right. not good. So were the children of Israel to know why they keep the testimonies, statutes, and judgments of the Lord? Were they, were they to know why? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and now we're going to get into this mandate, because remember, remember, these are the last words of a dying man. He's going to be gone. He's not going into the land. He's got this month to put this together, and it's a book of remembrance, which is kind of cool. It's a compilation cliff notes kind of thing he yeah. puts together, which is quite fascinating as we even develop this even more. So in Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 1 through 6, uh, we have the title here, Totally Destroy the Canaanite Culture. Duh. Wow, let me. It says right here in my Bible, totally destroy the Canaanite culture. How's the culture looking for us today? Not good. It's sexual immorality. It's the occult. It's ego. It's it's narcissism. I mean, think about it, everybody. You're setting yourself up for a fall if you think social media is the best thing that ever happened. Oh, but look at my Facebook page. Look, I'm trying to get to this many likes, this many followers. For what? You know? Yeah. So so there were actually seven nations were in the land that Israel would have to cast out. Seven nations were in the land that Israel would have. Think of that. Seven different ethnic groups that have a wicked culture. Bad news. Amen. And so we've got this other question here. What was Israel not to make with the enemies of the land? Covenant. A covenant. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to get into in it. In this but, case, peace treaties, because he's supposed to kick them out. Yeah, but here's the thing. You know, when you look at Camp David and Oslo, uh, none of this stuff works. No, it does okay? not. Okay? It does not work at all. Why? Because you know, Israel keeps it, and the other side doesn't. You know, it's interesting. I mean, I'd like to do a study on this, because I haven't done it yet. But it, I, from my understanding, the United Nations hasn't passed anything that's law. They've only, you know... It's resolution. It's resolution. It's, hey, we as, we as uh, governing bodies of our respective nations are agreeing to this. But it's so, so let me ask you this, though, Ryan. Let's think about the PLO, okay? Let's think about uh, that Arab group of people, the PLO. Okay, think about it now. If, even with Camp David or Oslo, if the other party didn't keep their end of the bargain... Well, it's kaputs. Then it, the, the, it's no good. Right. See, God is the greater vessel... We're the lesser vessel. Well, that's why his covenant with Abraham that's was why him it, only. It's, we're playing by his rules. Right. But here's the thing. He'll keep his end of the deal, but we didn't. Right. So I think about, wow, he kicked us out of the garden. He still married us. We messed up. 
and he sent his only begotten son. To I'm die. telling you, everybody listening, the worst thing that could ever happen to you isn't going to happen to you. You're not going to hell. You have Yeshua. Right. You confess with your mouth, you believe in your heart, right? And that God raised him from the dead, that he's Lord. You shall be saved, you know? And, and so it, it even says here in Deuteronomy 7, 6, For thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all people that are upon the face of the earth. So listen up, everybody. Where are you heading? Where are you going? Ask yourself, are you practicing your faith? You know, and if God's not writing Torah in your mind and your heart, then what good is anything? I don't know what to tell you. I just don't know. Just keep practicing your faith the way it is. But God's made all these incredible promises. And now you were born for such a time as this, just like Esther was. And what did Mordecai tell Esther? If you don't do something, God's going to do something. He'll use somebody else, basically paraphrasing. Yep. So, you know, she was courageous. You know, I, I, I watched a couple of World War II movies, and it was all about being courageous. These people were courageous that did what they did. Yeah, absolutely. And see, listen up, everybody. For those of you listening to this podcast, you have to be courageous to be in this movement. Because you got to go against, you got to go against the flow, go against the status quo, you know, because we, we have another question here that is very interesting, and, and I thought it was important. Uh, why can't some people understand from the Holy Scriptures that the Jews are God's chosen people? Well, first off, it's the... Sp- I mean, that's without a shadow of a doubt, Ryan. It's the spirit of Amalek. It's, the, it's anti-Semitism. It's Because God made promises to the Jewish right. people. But think about this. You know, the curse on the Jewish people, they go anywhere throughout history, and for a couple hundred years, they prosper and they do well, and then ultimately the people turn on them and they kick them out. And so it's, it's time after time after time this example has happened. And, you know, there's a lot of people, especially those in Israel, saying, hey, people around the world, you're Jews, you need to get to the land of Israel. Um, and I think, personally, that they should heed that warning, because where better to be a Jew than in Israel? Amen? That's good. I mean, I mean so I just want to encourage all of you that, you know, nobody gets a free pass. We're not preaching no, no, universal no, salvation here. But what I am going to say is that everyone has to make a decision for Christ. But the Apostle Paul says that they, of course, are blinded to the gospel. That doesn't make the gospel null and void, or it doesn't make it to where we're not going to live it or preach it or have it, because we are going to preach it and have it. I'm so glad you brought that up, because I was going to read you these, like that? I was thinking read these verses. I was going to read this. It says, um, as concerning the gospel, and this is referring to the Jews, Are you in right? Romans? I am. Romans 11, Man. verse 28. says, as concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sakes. But as touching the election, they are beloved for the Father's sake. Woo! And here's the kicker. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Man, that's good stuff. Now listen, that's a, that's a, that's a <laughs> isolated statement. It's a truth. The gifts and calling of God are without repentance. And you know what? I heard John Bevere use that statement the other day. He said that if he would have gone down the path that he thought he was going to go down, right, with a bad attitude, that what he would have done is he would have still had a ministry, but he would have reproduced rebel, uh, rebellious people instead of reproducing what he's he done. He caught himself. He caught himself. Which is good, you know. And, and let me encourage all of you listening to this podcast— you know, I lay in bed at night and I think about you. I pray for the nations and I scroll and I check out, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be hitting almost 16,000 podcast listens for season three and, and numbers don't lie. That and makes so me want to go all rich. I really appreciate all of you listening. And I'll tell you what, we really, 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 really would love some feedback. Say, Hey, I'm in Norway. I was checking out your podcast and this is my story. This yeah. is my testimony. There's just a few of us. You know, we've gotten that before. But even if you're the, the, the Gibraltar, I mean, my goodness, if you're in Gibraltar, 
Give us some kind of an email. Or the UK. Give us some feedback. Ireland. The United Kingdom. Listen, United Kingdom. I was going to go to United Kingdom in July, but because of coronavirus, I, I was not able to go. So, so send us an email. Send us some thoughts. Ryan at twopraise.net. Ryan at twopraise.net, you know. And, of course, the Lord, uh, <coughs> as we look at Deuteronomy 7, 9, the Lord would show mercy to a thousand generations that would keep his covenant. Amen. I love what Yeshua said in the Sermon on the Mount. He goes, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. Well, does that mean they're perfect? They're so pious? They're like monks? No. He's basically saying, blessed are those who are trying, who mm-hmm. want to do what is right. And then it says and that... put the, forth that effort. The promises, they shall be filled. And so in closing, I want to just close out with this, and then I'm going to let Ryan close it out finally, but we do have a little song too. <laughs> I got this off of Aleph Beta. It's an Orthodox Jewish website, Aleph Beta, A-L-E-P-H-B-E-T-A. And they're incredible. they got little cartoons that they teach the Torah. And it's quite fascinating to look at the paradigm and how they teach it because it was really, really good. It will, it will, it will enhance your walk. But uh, I got this off of Aleph Beta in one of the, uh, one of the uh, episodes, one of the Torah portions. And I want to share it with all of you because it's contained within this actual Torah portion. And actually, it's number one. There's a destiny. Number one is a destiny, which is a meeting. So right next to destiny, put meeting. This is found in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 1 through 10. So there's a destiny, but then there's this meeting. Okay? So think about it. Number two, we have the word covenant now. And next to that word is the word respect. So because of a destiny and this meeting, with who? With the greater vessel. We're the lesser vessel. There's this respect. God respects us to give us the covenant. We respect him to keep it. Come on, somebody. That's in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 1 through 27. Lastly, Ryan, oh, this is a preach. This is so good. Man, the Jewish people are brilliant. They're so smart. The word is oneness, Ryan. It's oneness, and next to that is love. And it's actually found in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 1 through chapter 7 and verse 11, 711. I'll give you a Slurpee on that one, a holy Slurpee. So think about it. So you have destiny, which is a meeting, a covenant, which is respect, and then we have oneness, which is love. And that's what we're obtaining to. That's what we want to obtain uh, in the future here with one another, with the Lord, with the Jewish people, which is really, really incredible because we have this mutual respect. And that's, of course, number two. We share the, the Mosaic Covenant respect that can bring oneness and that means of course love absolutely all right so what are the two things that i got from this tour portion um do inquiring minds want to know uh i I mean i don't know do they yeah they do so um the two things that i got from this tour portion um and listen there was a lot more than two things that i got out of this tour portion (laughs) but i'm going to give you two so the first one is listen to god and keep his covenant Man, it, it doesn't get more simple than that. Just listen to God, keep his covenant. And then the second thing was that God's heart is for us and not against us. Listen to this verse again. Uh, it's Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 29. Oh, that there were such a heart in them that they would fear me and keep all my commandments always, that it might be well with them and with their children forever. I don't know about you guys, but like I can't think of many better reasons to keep you know, the Torah and keep God's covenant than that. I mean, that's, that's pretty good if you ask me. So without further ado, we have a little ditty 
from Pastor Nick. Would you like to tell everyone where this song is from? Because you were sharing it this morning. That's why I'm playing the song, everyone. Come, let us go up. Because Ryan, of course, shared it. Well, you, you can read those verses. Yeah, let me do that. So, real what quick. are you doing, Pastor Nick? Well, come, let us go up. So, so where, where is this? Listen, for those of you that didn't want to keep listening, you're like thinking, oh, they're going to keep going. Listen, this is the encore. So, only the hardcore people are even going to get this. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to give you guys this is fresh manna. This is the hardcore stuff here. All right. So, and it came off the half tour for Devarine, which is Deuteronomy going into right yeah, chapter listen, two. Only listen to this. Woo! If you're getting the right attitude. Okay, so real quick, I'm going to read some verses. Pastor Nick, um, in our morning meeting, was reading from 1 Kings chapter 8, starting in verse 37. And he stopped at verse 40. And I was like, keep reading! <laughs> and so here it says this. If there be in the land famine, if there be pestilence, blasting, mildew, locust, or if there be caterpillar, if their enemy besiege them in the land of their cities, whatsoever plague whatsoever sickness there be. And by the way, these verses are from Solomon's prayer as he's dedicating the temple. That's good. I want to make sure that you know what the context is. Absolutely. And so verse 38, what prayer and supplication soever be made by any man or by all thy people Israel, which shall know every man the plague of his own heart and spread forth his hands toward this house. Then hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place and forgive and do and give to every man according to his ways whose heart thou knowest for thou even thou only knowest the hearts of all the children of men that they may fear thee all the days that they live and in the land which thou gavest unto our fathers now this is where pastor nick stopped so I'm going to keep reading it yeah, says but, but remember what it says though remember it says to the to any man you right to Israel, right, and then to the stranger That's contained right. within that prayer. But continue on your thought process. Just so I want you to know, nobody's excluded. Right. Moreover, concerning a stranger, and that just might be you, <laughs> that is not of thy people Israel, but cometh out of a far country for thy name's sake. For they shall hear of thy great name, and of thy strong hand, and of thy stretched out arm, when he shall come and pray towards this house, Hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place, and do according to all that the stranger calleth to thee for, that all people of the earth may know thy name, to fear thee, as do thy people Israel, and that they may know that this house, which I have builded, is called by thy name. Listen, turn towards Jerusalem, raise your hands, and present your requests to God, and they will be granted. That's what it says right there. I don't know... um, you know, how much clearer... That's true. Here's some instructions, everyone. Face east, lift up your hands, and ask for forgiveness, and pray to God. So, um, during the Torah portion section of our service on Shabbat, uh, Jeremy McDonald was uh, so touched by the half Torah that he read the whole first chapter of Isaiah. And just like Pastor Nick, he stopped just short of where, like, I was like, man, keep going, right? I was like rooting, you know, keep going. And so starting in chapter two and verse two, it says this, this is right after he started reading. He said, and it came, it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's the house, last days. Yeah, that's right. The mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow into it. And many people shall go and say, come ye and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us his ways. And he will walk in his, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Now listen up. 
the important piece here is that the temple is the temple mount jerusalem is relevant to us as believers today it is the dwelling place of god on earth and he will be coming again to where to that place you know ryan you can't say it enough you know think about it everybody if, if that's where christianity started and was founded why aren't we looking back to it why are we looking towards it amen i mean if that's where christianity started which is what a christian is a little christ a follower of christ then why would we lose interest in Jerusalem and Israel and everything else? Why would we? Yeah. I mean, everything happened. He, he suffered, died, and was buried there. He rose again, and he's coming back there. Right. So that, that's, that's awesome. Yep. So if you made it this far, email me and say, I made it to the end. That's all I want to hear. Ryan at champ, or <laughs> Ryan at champion pants. <laughs> Ryan at to praise.net. Ryan at to praise.net. All right, let's go, Pastor Nick. Let's hear your song. Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord and to the house of the God of Jacob. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, I'm sorry, I gotta stop. Get the shaker. Oh, I'm so sorry. Come on, you're with you're with me, man. Forgive we're gonna, me. We're gonna hit the we're gonna hit the nations. Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord and to the house of the God of Jacob. Whoa, 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 come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord and to the house of the God of Jacob. And the law will go forth from Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. We will walk in his footsteps and he will teach us his ways come let us go up go up to the mountain of the lord and to the house of the god of jacob whoa 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 come let us go up to the mountain of the lord and to the house of the God of Jacob and he will judge many peoples and decide for mighty nations far and wide oh swords will be beaten into plowshares oh and nations will not learn war again let us go up to the mountain of the Lord and to the house of the God of Jacob. Whoa, 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 come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord and to the house of the God of Jacob. Oh, man, I want to Ric Flair that one. Woo! <laughs> That's good stuff. You know, it's so cool when the worship songs match the verses and the revelation that you're getting. It's just, like I said, it's like hot bread. It's fresh manna, you know? It's just awesome stuff. So praise God. Thank you guys for listening. Like I said, if you made it this far, this far, this far, send me an email. It's Monday, folks. Ryan at twopraise.net. Ryan at twopraise.net. And let me know that you made it to the end and that you got the fresh manna. Bless you guys. Have a great week.